pedestrianised streets are one urban intervention that planners around the world are starting to see the benefits of employing in their cities. But for many places, including Bangkok, these car-free walkways can be associated more with wild nightlife than with family-friendly public use. You're listening to Tall Stories, a monocle production brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. In this episode, James Chambers takes us to the newly replanned Siam Square to see why everyday pedestrians are making good use of this refreshed piece of public realm in the Thai capital. Siam Square in downtown Bangkok is a series of side streets and soys. Strictly speaking, it is somewhat of a misnomer. There is no conventional square to speak of, at least not in the sense of a typical European plaza or piazza. But it is a public meeting place nonetheless, and an influential one at that. It is the place where new fashions in the Thai capital have emerged. It's where big stars were originally spotted, and it's where generations of Thai teenagers and students have gathered in Bangkok during evenings and on weekends to socialise, strut their stuff and sweat a little. Young Thais refer to the outdoor district as Siam Hot. It's a way to distinguish Siam Square when making plans to meet up with their friends from nearby Siam Cold, the temperature-controlled shopping malls like Siam Centre, Siam Discovery and Siam Paragon. Titisak Tamnaponpalas heads up PMCU, the property management arm of the landowner Chulalongkorn University. An architect and professor of urban planning he led the team that devised a new master plan for Siam Square. What changed in Siam Square is we closed the street. This is the big effect for everybody because before, even we can call that Siam Square is a shopping district, but you have to be aware of the traffic that passed through in this district in Siam Square. So we have a master plan and we follow our master plan, which means that we close the street and change this district to the walking district. On a steamy summer day, Siam Square is brimming with students fresh from school, walking arm in arm, sipping drinks, taking pictures and carrying shopping bags. Last year, after years of wrangling, the main street, Soy 7, was closed to traffic, creating a rare example of a pedestrianised walking street in Bangkok. The absence of cars has created more public space and given Siam Square a whole new lease of life. Now bands play on the street, there's communal dancing, fashion shows and Muay Thai fighting. Siam Square without cars could best be described as Bangkok's answer to Carnaby Street in London, Hongdae in Seoul or Harajuku in Tokyo. At Siam Square we try to create some public space that you can generate some new activity to educate to the public or to the people who come and enjoy their life on the open space, not only the commercial things. These non-commercial outdoor street activities, which go beyond simply shopping, eating and drinking, are rather novel in the Thai capital. Bangkok's other pedestrianised streets, such as Soy Cowboy, Silam Road in Patpong, and the backpacker favourite, the Khao San Road, revolve around bars and nightclubs, and are just a few shades away from being fully-fledged red-light districts. According to Professor Tam Napornpalas and the team at PMCU, it is taking time for the people of Bangkok to adjust to the new Siam Square, make use of the additional street space, and form new habits. We have many visitors each day 
more than in the past. In the past, we have around 15,000 each day, but nowadays it's about 60,000 to 7,000 each day. But that, that is not the point. The point is that we have some meeting place, some outdoor that can serve the demand of the public space that teenager or every user need. The ownership of Siam Square is another thing that sets it apart from the shopping malls run by some of Thailand's largest private property developers. The land belongs to one of the country's top universities, Chula Longkorn. Chula, as it's commonly known, was granted a huge 455-acre plot of land by a former king of Thailand. The idea behind this royal endowment was that a certain percentage of the land would be allocated for commercial use so that the rental income and other revenue generated could be used to subsidize the academic budget. Chula's property management arm, which is known as PMCU, is responsible for operating and developing the real estate portfolio, which also incorporates Samyan Midtown, Stadium One, and Cham Churi Square. Siam Square occupies the north side of the sprawling Chula campus, just south of Sukhumvit Road. The new master plan has been a shot in the arm for bricks and mortar retailing, and evidence to suggest that the next generation of young people still want places to meet in the real world. Tenant occupancy at the moment hovers around 85%, and the average daily footfall on weekends has increased from about 15,000 to 60 or 70,000. The redevelopment of Siam Square has not been without controversy, though. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the Scala, an iconic cinema that opened in the late 60s, closed down. The loss caused a storm among film fans, but from the perspective of the landlord, Chula Longkon, and PMCU, the business had dried up, and the old theatre building and cinema screens simply couldn't compete with the much more high-tech, super-luxury cinemas at nearby shopping malls. When we decided to close the cinema at Scala, we have asked for help from public and from private sector to hand in to have an idea or any solution for our university or for PMCU to keep the Scala. But most of them have their idea. But I can say that their idea is not that practical for us to implement in this case. These days, the most popular shows and performances at Siam Square take place outdoors, in the open air, in front of crowds of young people. Bangkok's favourite shopping district has a bright future, not just a storied past. Tall Stories is a Monocle production from the team behind The Urbanist. This episode was written by James Chambers and produced and edited by David Stevens. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes every week. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, City Lovers. Thank you.